Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I'm thrilled that you found me. There is power in the name of Jesus. As we journey together, we will unleash discoveries of how to turn a heart of stone into one of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. If you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting.com. Again, pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. And yesterday we discussed the importance of friendships and how Philip told Nathaniel about Jesus. A case was made for us all having a friend in our lives like Nathaniel. But what if society has deemed you as an outcast like our beloved Matthew, who was a former tax collector? He abandoned a lucrative career to follow Jesus. We said on yesterday's podcast that Christianity is not for people who think they're already good. It's rather it's for people who know that they've failed and that they want help. Don't get me wrong. Matthew had friends. Indeed, they were notorious friends. And these were exactly the kind of people that Jesus came to save. Matthew, otherwise known as Levi, invited Jesus to his illustrious dinner party He said, come along with me as we reveal the salacious details of what happened next. Well, Matthew was Jewish and the Romans had appointed him to be a tax collector of his very own people. He would collect taxes from both the citizens of the town and from merchants passing through the town. Tax collectors were expected to take a commission on everything they collected, but most of them overcharged and kept the profits, vastly enriching themselves. And this is why tax collectors were hated by the Jews, because of their reputation for cheating and because of their support of Rome. So Jesus was heading down the road near Matthew's tax collection booth. And as he went by, he saw Matthew sitting at his tax collection booth and he said, come be my disciple. So Matthew then and there got up and followed him. He would leave behind a profitable way of life. And sometimes God calls us. All we can do is the same. Get up and go. When his plans are bigger than we can see, it looks like we're losing something in the natural, yet in the supernatural, we're gaining more than is earthly possible. We're gaining eternal life. The same day that Matthew accepted Jesus' invitation to become one of his disciples, he invited Jesus and his disciples to be his guests at a dinner party, along with fellow tax collectors and many well-known sinners. So the Pharisees caught wind of this dinner party and they were indignant. They asked, why does your teacher eat with such scum to the disciples? Well, who were, who were the Pharisees? Who were these religious leaders? Well, the name Pharisee comes from Aramaic. It's the word Paris, which signifies to separate owing to a different manner of life from that of the general public. And according to the Vines Expository Dictionary, 
In the Pharisees' zeal for the law, they almost deified it, and their attitude became merely external, formal, and mechanical. They laid stress not upon the righteousness of an action, but upon its formal correctness. Consequently, their opposition to Jesus was inevitable. His manner of life and teachings was essentially a condemnation of theirs. The testimony of the gospel must have produced what in the public eye appeared to be a new sect with the formation of Christians. So Jesus had heard the question that the Pharisees asked, and he responded, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to be merciful. I don't want your sacrifices. For I have come to call sinners, not those who think they're already good enough. Wow, what a statement. Some people would argue that Matthew acted with reckless abandon, leaving behind the stability of a profitable career. And yet when we're called by God, we must follow and obey using the same abandon that Matthew demonstrated. Sometimes this choice to follow Jesus is born out of difficult and painful choices, but it always yields good fruit in the long run. And like Matthew, we must make the decision to leave behind the things that would keep us from following Jesus. And when Jesus called Matthew to join him as a disciple, he risked his reputation. People wouldn't understand why a respected teacher like Jesus would have anything to do with an unclean man or woman, only to find out that this was really the why behind Jesus's entire ministry. He was and is the bridge between sinful man and a holy God. When he called Matthew, he found him in a tax collection booth, cheating people so he could create exponential wealth for himself. But when Jesus gets a hold of our life, he changes us. With this story in mind, we must also not be afraid to reach out to people who are also living in sin. Jesus's message has the power to transform anyone. And as followers of Jesus, we too must act like Matthew and not waste any time starting to witness on behalf of Jesus. We're his hands and feet. When we plant seeds, the Holy Spirit will harvest them. Even if you're a new believer, sharing your knowledge may be the very catalyst someone else needs, bridging the gap to Christ. Hands down, Jesus loves sinners. Jesus gladly associated with sinners because they're the ones who needed to hear his message and what he had to say. Jesus would spend time with whomever needed him. He did not distinguish between the poor, the rich, bad, or good. We can befriend others who need Jesus, even if they don't seem in the moment to be our ideal companions. This is another reason Jesus loathed gossipers. People who may be open to changing their sinful ways are often overlooked because of gossip and their reputation precedes them. These may be the very people who need Jesus' message of love, the most from you and from me. We may have left behind material fortunes, but what we're gaining in spiritual fortunes is priceless. And it's interesting at the Pharisees' judgment upon sinners calling them scum. You see, the Pharisees were also sinners in their own right. It was just disguised differently. Their sin was wrapped 
in respectability, a pretty little package. They had the appearance of doing good deeds in public view, all the while pointing at the sins of others. And Jesus' choice was not to spend time with these religious elitists, but rather to focus on and hone in his message of truth. He didn't have time for the proud or the self-righteous religious leaders. Rather, he made time for the people who sensed their own sin and knew they were not good enough for God. Jesus taught and still teaches now to come to God, we must be willing to repent. And in order to renounce our sin, we must first acknowledge it. We know that more than any other disciple, Matthew had a clear cut idea of what the cost would be to follow Jesus, at least from a worldly point of view. The moment he walked out of his tax collection booth was the moment he guaranteed himself worldly unemployment. And many of the other disciples that we've looked at so far and studied could always return to their former occupations of merchant fishermen. So what was the appeal to follow Jesus then? It was a new life. Yes, he had been material successful before, but the world despised him. He probably had been rejected by his own family and may have been confused as to why before learning Jesus's teachings and truth. When he embraced Jesus's teachings and a new way of life, he also had a new family that accepted him as a person. He now belonged to the Son of God. And this is the same for you as it is for me. It no longer matters who accepts us as long as Jesus does. So to go from being despised to accepted must have been wonderful, a welcome position to hold. Additionally, Jesus gave Matthew a new way and reason to use his unique skill set. He had a newfound purpose and utilized his sacred pen for good. From the beginning, God had made Matthew to be a record keeper. He was very good at his trade, both in using it for dark and for light. Now his skills would be utilized for the finest of uses. Matthew was an astute observer who noticed the details. He would write the Gospel of Matthew. His life teaches us that God puts into us skills and talents that must be worked out for the glory of God. We really all are works in progress until the day we transition back to our heavenly home. Much of what God gives to us, we're not even consciously aware of it before we respond to his calling. He gives us skills and abilities ahead of schedule. Real adventure begins when we say yes to Jesus. Otherwise, how could Matthew have explained the same skills that set him apart from others would make him able to record one of the greatest and most significant stories of all time? And how do you respond when Jesus says, follow me? So with other disciples, we've looked at a SWOT analysis. We've looked at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So now we're going to do that for Matthew. And Matthew had many strengths. One of such was he was one of 12 of Jesus's 12 disciples. He responded immediately to Jesus's call without hesitation. He invited his friends to his home to meet Jesus. He didn't care whether they were sinners or not. He compiled the Gospel of Matthew. 
And he clarified for his Jewish readers, Jesus's fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies. Now weaknesses along with all disciples, you and me, Matthew also had some. So what were they? Well, he initially answered the Roman call to become a tax collector because he was greedy for personal gain. But looking at opportunities for Matthew, he enjoyed that Jesus accepted people from all walks of life. And Matthew was given a new life and his God-given skill of record keeping and attention to detail were given new purpose. Matthew had been accepted by Jesus immediately, and so he tried to pay this grace gift forward to others as well. So then what threats do we see for Matthew? Well, when the new disciple Matthias replaced Judas and Jesus had been taken up to heaven, Matthew and the other disciples faced a dilemma. They could have rushed into the work that was ahead of them because there was much to do, but then they possibly would have missed God's call and direction. So instead, they all pulled together, forming a prayer meeting and awaited for the Holy Spirit's direction on what to do next. So I hope that you've enjoyed this overview of Matthew. We're nearly done with exploring all of the disciples, but we still will have a few more days left. And friends, today, if you want to become a child of God and spend eternity in heaven, not somewhere else, then I invite you to pray this prayer of invitation to our Lord Jesus Christ. Simply repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I repent and turn away from my sins. Come into and take up residence within my heart. I believe your blood was shed for all who believe that you took on the sin of humanity at the cross of Calvary. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And get into a good Bible-based church to surround yourself with other believers. Now, let me be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision that you have ever made. Congratulations and God bless you. And one of Priest Aaron's contributions that he left for us is this benediction. As you go out into the world, allow me to pray this blessing over you. It comes from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special Kid Talk podcast will air on Wednesdays. So tune in along with your kiddos for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, how to be joyful, and what love in action looks like, and many more. I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So please join me. And if you like this podcast, make sure and like and subscribe so you'll get the latest episodes when they become available. 
Much of today's podcast was referencing my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring or interesting, you can pick up a copy of the book from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Dorrance.com. And if you're unable to afford a copy, please write to me and I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. And if you know anyone who may be interested in this material, please share it with them as well. Until next time, friends, be blessed.